Welcome to Tubonga Tax, your all-round podcast on taxes, where we unpack the tax jargon and provide you with information that you need to stay ahead on tax matters. I am your host, Alan Madoka. Now, today we are going digital, and when I go digital, it means we are talking about the electronic tax invoice. To take us through what this entails is Hakamba. Hakamba is from the Tax Invoice Management System Project, which is part of the Domestic Taxes Department, which of course is part of the Kenya Revenue Authority. Thank you so much for joining us today, Hakamba. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. Now, let's get right into it. Hakamba, what are the key differences between the old ETR regime and the new tax invoice management system and its effective date? Thank you for that question. Um, what I would say is that the difference is actually technology. And as you, you are well aware that the government has been making a lot of strides when it comes to technological advancement, and KRA has never lagged, be, lagged behind. And that's why we normally have many implementations that are geared towards automating our processes. So when you think about uh, technology, you think about the tax invoice management system. Basically, it's just an upgrade of the former ETR regime. So that's the difference because the former ETR regime focused on just having all our taxpayers in a standardized way to be able to generate their tax invoices or the receipts. But now we want to move to the next stage where we want to simplify the processes for the taxpayer so that in instead of them manually uploading the receipts into the care systems when they are filing their returns, we could have a way of transmitting or having these invoice data available to care in an automated way. So that's the difference between Teams and ETR or the, the, the similarity. Now, when you're thinking about the effective date, really, we are thinking about the regulations or the law that uh, that provides for the implementation of the tax invoice management system. And this law came into effect in uh, in September 25th, 25th sorry, September 2020, that allowed for the taxpayer, that gave the taxpayer the requirements that are, are needed for them to be able to comply with the requirements of the tax invoice management system. And with the same law, it allows them a period of uh, 12 months to be able to come on board so that they upgrade their systems and they are able to transmit the same invoices into care. Wow, thank you for that comprehensive introduction to this ET electronic tax invoice system. Now, what happens to taxpayers who had ETR machines? Do they have to buy new ones? And like, what would be the cost implication on those taxpayers? Well, the answer to that will uh, depend on an assessment that the taxpayers themselves will have to make on the kind of systems that they are maintaining. And I'd like to explain a little bit more on that. We have those ones who bought their trader systems or their ETRs in back in 205. Of course, those, those systems, they are very basic. They are just intended to most likely uh, just generate the tax invoice or the receipt. Now, for them to be able to transmit these invoices, they probably need to do an assessment of their technology to see if they're sufficient to be able to do that. And in the event they are not able to, 
how much of an upgrade they need to make in order for them to comply. And for, for, for them to be able to comply, then they need to get in touch with their uh, uh, service providers or, or their ETR uh, suppliers to be able to determine to what extent of a change they need to make in order for them to come on board. And that will also inform the cost that they'll need to incur. I'm sure we have so many uh, taxpayers out there who do want to comply, and I guess they do have to comply to this. How, how can a taxpayer comply? They will need to make this assessment. And the second thing, they will need to actually get in touch with their ETR suppliers or the software providers to be able to do the assessment. And only then can, be, can they be able to comply. But maybe what I need to add also is to familiarize with the requirements of the VAT electronic tax invoice regulations 2020, because uh, with those regulations, apart from the extension of timelines to comply, they also have provision to be able to know what, what, what are we expecting from the taxpayer for them to be able to comply. And you do realize also from those regulations, uh, we did publish a public notice in July uh, 13th that was also giving the taxpayer a further extension of those timelines. And then now we've moved these timelines to 1st August 2021 to be effective from 1st August 2021, stretching to the period of 12 months for them to work at making the necessary changes in order for them to comply. What happens if a taxpayer does not comply? First of all, uh, within the, I, I'll keep referring to the regulations. So within the same electronic tax invoice regulations, we, we, we see that the taxpayers who are supposed to comply are those who are supposed to be registered for VAT according to the provisions of the VAT Act 2013. Now, these taxpayers are the ones, first of all, who are supposed to comply. And then the, the, there's those provisions that have been laid out in those regulations that they need to abide to. But then when you come towards the end of those regulations, they actually state what happens when a taxpayer does not comply and the necessary uh, measures will be implemented according to the provisions of the VAT Act 2013. Hakamba, what happens if one's business is fully automated? For this, we always admit that there are taxpayers who are always ahead when it comes to technology, and they've always been. So there are some taxpayers who always move ahead and they've automated all their systems. But even with the former ETR regime, we had already made provisions for them to be able to comply with the tax requirements. So going forward, the same provisions will be there. But again, they will need to consult with their software providers because now they're the ones who will advise where they, they'll need to make adjustments in order to now just have that bit of being able to transmit the invoices to carry. What are the key features to look out for in these new receipts? The new features from the receipts are, are quite a number, but I'll just uh, focus on a few, the most visible ones. When uh, we start having in circulation the, the new receipts, we'll find that uh, they will have a serial number that is displayed on those receipts. What happens with that serial number is that any taxpayer or any business or any trader can be able to verify from the KRA portal that their ETR machine or their trader system is actually compliant 
to the KRA requirements. The other one is uh, again another unique invoice number. The unique invoice number. Now, why I'm saying it's unique and unique invoice number is because it's generated from the system, and uh, while the taxpayer will be able to maintain their their own sequence of invoicing for their own record keeping, uh, our our invoices will also be having a unique invoice number that will also be able or they will also be able to use it to be able to verify that their invoice is valid or not invalid or, or not valid but then to simplify this process because i keep saying they can check with the kra portal uh, anyone who has a smartphone if you have a smartphone and it has a qr code uh, reader you can actually it has the qr code now the, the other particulars of the new tax invoices they have the qr code that you can use with your smartphone and right away be able to know the status of the transaction that you you've just had and whether tax has been accounted for. And the other thing that will be possible, that is not possible right now with the current regime, is being able to capture credit notes and debit notes through the system, and also being able to capture via PIN in the process of generating a tax invoice. And that way uh, it, it helps with especially simplifying the, the tax filing process because all this information will be available. And for those ones who need to claim input tax, they don't have through, to go through the inconvenience of trying to follow up to have their details captured correctly. Wow, that is truly simplifying tax for our taxpayers out there. That is, that is great, great news. Now, are all these features practical to achieve? Of course, they are, they are practical to achieve, especially if we move ourselves away from the technical details of the how, because the how will be will be handled by the technical people who will know how to go about it. And for them, they know that this is achievable. Now, our focus really as a KRA and also the focus for our taxpayers and the traders is the efficiency uh, these processes that we're implementing that it, it's going to bring for, 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 for them in their business transactions. Just think about the whole loop of uh, the, tax, the taxpayers have to take in order to comply with the requirements of VAT administration. When it comes to maybe like, for example, when uh, people are replacing their systems or buying new trader systems, as of now, they have to report to carrier and go through a whole manual process of activation. But right now, all that, that whole process is automated. They, do not, they will not need to come to carry anymore. And then when it comes to capturing their details, it will be automatically captured. It will reduce the, the error, error margins for taxpayers. And also eventually, we are looking to having the pre-population of the VAT returns, pre-filled returns, so that this process will, will get simplified as, as the implementation takes off day by day. Now, <laughs> technology is not infallible and, you know, uh, people lose power, people lose internet connections, uh, maybe the data package runs out or expires month to month. A key question that may be out there is, what happens if a taxpayer who is on the system loses their internet connection? That's actually a very good question and a question also that uh, we have tried to address as much as possible with this implementation. And we want to say that this has been taken care of. 
And uh, in case a taxpayer loses internet co connection, what I need to, to clarify is that this process of uh, talked about so much about generation of tax invoices or receipts, it's not fully online. What happens is that they can continue with uh, their business uh, uh, transactions or their business processes. And uh, because that whole uh, solution has capability of storing the, the, the uh, invoices or the invoice data so that in the event there's a down, downtime, it does happen with technology, it will not at all interfere with their business processes. And at the time when, um, when there's, there's, uh, internet is restored, they can actually now uh, transmit these invoices to, to carry. Maybe we can take the example of um, whenever you are, you are trying to send a, a message, maybe on WhatsApp, and you find you run out of data, sometimes uh, you find your messages are on standby for, for a while until such a time you, you can be able to re refill your data. And once you do that, you see the, the messages automatically uh, are sent to whoever your recipient. The same thing will happen with the invoice data when there's a downtime, they'll just be on standby. And once internet is restored, they'll be pushed to care. Wow, that is a great explanation. Thank you for that. Uh, another key question is, Kenya, as you know, is a vast country and there may be regions in this country where people are trading, but they don't really have uh, internet access. What happens to businesses that are operating in these remote areas where internet may not be accessible to them? Again, uh, a very good question. And um, for this one, I think we need to think of our country uh, generally. And when you think about it, when you look at the available statistics for this country, we see that internet reach in Kenya is actually was actually above 85 percent uh, in 2020. And uh, in those statistics, it was actually showing that Kenya is the highest. Uh, it's, it's number one when it comes to internet reach in Africa. Now, uh, when you think about it, since 2020 to 2021, with most, uh, most businesses moving online with the current pandemic going on, we know that these statistics are even better. So we, we do expect that most of our taxpayers will be in regions if, or that is able to access internet. Basically, when you want to think about it in a different way, anywhere where there's a smartphone, you can be able to operate uh, within the requirements of, of VAT. But again, the provisions for in case there's absence of internet for some period of time, then again, they can continue working in their business environment and have this transmitted whenever they have access to internet. Finally, before I let you go, uh, Hakamba, how can one receive support from KRA during the transition? To prepare for especially the transition period, we have a, a very good team that is working uh, to, towards giving the taxpayers and the general public the support that they need. And anyone can write to them on team support. Teams, it's uh, T-I-M-S-U-P-P-O-R-T at kra.go.ke. And you can, uh, uh, you can also call our call center numbers and uh, also call uh, KRA the numbers that you can call directly to the team that is supporting 
uh, teams as uh, dedicated uh, uh, process is uh, the numbers are 0709012735. We also have 0709012730 and also 0709012729. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, Akamba. That was so, so much information that is vital for all our VAT paying taxpayers moving forward. And I think that they have really learned a lot from the information that you have provided. Thank you so much for joining us on Tubonge Tax. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Tubonge Tax. Did you know that you can use iWhistle to report any tax fraud, bribery, tax evasion, abuse of office, or other tax-related offenses? Log on to https double forward slash iwhistle.kra.go.ke forward slash welcome and report on the KRA iWhistle platform. For more information, visit the KRA website at www.kra.go.ke. I have been your host, Alan Madoka, and until next time, goodbye.